Welcome to Happiness and Inside Job. This is episode 85. It's not all about you. And I'm your host, Connie Axson. Happiness and Inside Job is the go-to resource for Christian parents wanting to effectively communicate with teenage and young adult children using powerful life coaching skills. What if I told you your children don't need to change anything in order for you to have a fulfilling relationship with them? You can change everything about your relationship with others by merely changing the way you think about them. Imagine the power you find when you stop depending on others for change and you create the change. Suddenly, you stop being the victim and you become the hero of your life. Hello, my friends. I cannot even tell you how excited I am to be recording the podcast again after a really long day of coaching. And that is for me the perfect time to record a podcast because there are so many themes I coached on over and over today. And I cannot wait to share with you all of the learning that has been done just today alone. My favorite thing by far about coaching is that I feel like coaching is like being a friend in the most effective way possible. I find it interesting that people, when they mention they've been to therapy, it's almost like they make an excuse or give you an explanation. The thing I love about coaching is that Coaching is for good people who want to make their life great or for great people who want to make their life excellent. The truth is all of us could benefit from a little improving and the power comes in recognizing there are ways that we can improve and take our life from good to great. I am always a little amazed when I hear somebody tell me how they've been closet listening to my podcast for years and have never taken advantage of coaching and the opportunity to really apply these life coaching principles in your life. My friends, because I love you so much and I appreciate your loyalty to my podcast, I am going to share with you a little secret. My ThoughtWorks group coaching program is the best deal on the planet. It is the nicest group of people who are all taking their lives and making them better. They see that there's room for themselves to improve and they're out there taking action. It's an accountability group. It's a group of cheerleaders and it's a group of learning. And my web guy was supposed to update our pricing as of January 1st, and he's been a tiny bit slow. So if you hurry on there, you can get last year's pricing for this year's new program. All right, my friends, true story, vulnerability post for me. So my husband's first job out of school was in Arlington, Texas. So we moved our little family It was just David, me, and our six-month-old baby, Kayla, and we moved to a new place where I knew nobody. And one of the callings that I received right out of the gate was to be a visiting teacher. I was so excited. If there is one thing I know how to do, it is to be a great visiting teacher. And this is what it looks like. I make cute little notes to go with my lesson. I make appointments. I show up once a month maybe even bring a treat, sit and chat, remember to leave after half an hour, 45 minutes, not overstay my welcome. I know exactly how to do it. The cute lady 
that I was assigned to visit teach, I would, if anybody's ever lived in Texas, you know I am not exaggerating. If you have to put a child in a car seat after 10 o'clock in the morning during the summer, it is almost child abuse. Those little buckles get so hot and Kayla is a darling baby and I loved her to pieces and she cried every time I put her in the car seat. So it was really difficult for me to pack her up in the car seat, get everything ready and go over to this lady's house. But I had an appointment and every month I went. And many months when I showed up, I'd march up to the door with my little baby and my treat and and the little handout I'd prepared to go with my message and I would knock on her door. And many months when I knocked on the door, I would hear her behind the door tell her little girl, shh, be so quiet. We don't want them to know we're home. This was devastating to me. It burst my bubble. I had in my head a very clear idea of what the perfect visiting teacher looked like, and I was definitely it. And this lady did not know what she was missing out on by not answering the door. The funny part to this story, and the ironic part, is that before she moved out of our ward, she got up in fast and testimony meeting, and she bore her testimony about how I was the best visiting teacher she had ever had. I sat there stunned. I had no words. For those of you who know me, you know that rarely happens. The truth is that testimony on that day taught me a way more profound lesson than I'm sure I ever taught her. And that was, it's not about me. It's so interesting how our brains want to make everything about us. We have this idea in our head about what a perfect mother looks like, what a perfect wife looks like, what a perfect friend looks like. And that is our instinct, to go to our idea of the perfect visiting teacher, which is now called a ministering sister. But whatever our role in life is, it's not about us. And the sooner we figure that out, the easier our life is going to be. One of my favorite coaching calls was the mother who was telling me about her son and how he'd gotten into BYU and had all of these other life choices available to him as well. And she said, if he would just go to BYU, I wouldn't have to worry and I'd know he was going to be okay. In her mind, she had created so much drama behind this decision, she truly couldn't see the value in any of his other opportunities. Isn't that interesting? Because when I said that on this podcast, probably all of your minds went to that person that you know who went to BYU and still didn't go on a mission or went to BYU, got married in the temple, and still someday made a choice to leave the church. The truth is there are no proven paths to a perfect life. And what does a perfect life actually look like? And did you know it's still an option for you to drop the worry, drop the drama, and just love your kids no matter what decision they make? The truth is, there is no decision your kids could make that will guarantee success in the future. Likewise, there's no decision they can make now that is going to guarantee them a doomed future. There are prophets of the church who haven't served a mission. There are 
people who are incredibly successful entrepreneurs who never went to college. The truth is, our kids are our kids. They have agency, just like we do. And somehow, that law of agency seems like a great idea for other people's kids. But we don't always believe it's a true principle when it comes to our own family. And if we're being completely honest, sometimes there's a little pride issue involved. A little pride issue about us. We feel like we have a more successful family if our husband has a really great job and makes lots of money. Or if our children sit on the row next to us at church and look perfect for an hour. Or we feel like we're successful parents if our child went on a mission or got into BYU. The truth is, it's not about you. And you can choose to know that you are a good spouse, good parent, good employer or employee. Whatever role you play in this life, it's you who decides if you're doing a good job or not. Now, most of us wear many different hats and have many different roles in this life. So, and you can insert your role title any of those role titles into what I'm about to tell you, and it's still a true principle. I am going to use the role of a parent, but employer, employee, ministering sister, spouse, all of those apply, my friends. It is not the job of your children to perform like circus monkeys so that you can feel good about your parenting. The truth is you can feel good about your parenting no matter what they're doing. And They are figuring out life. They are human people living a human existence just like we are. Love and fear are some of the strongest emotions at play in our lives. So often when something is happening in our life with our spouse, with our role in any of our capacities, there's so much drama behind the stories that we tell ourselves. And so often, for example, with our children, we have this fear that because our child didn't do their homework on time or because they didn't meet their curfew, that they're never going to be successful in life. Now that, my friends, is a whole lot of drama. What we're doing is, I like to call it looking at the black dot. When there is a black dot on your glasses, all you can focus on is the speck of black on your glasses. And what you're doing is missing the big picture. So often we want to focus in on one pinpoint of time instead of focusing on the big picture. So my biggest piece of advice and challenge for everybody is to really look at the big picture and drop the drama. When we can take our emotional charge from a 10, even down to a five, we are in a way more rational place to really look at our world. Now, another really powerful tool is to realize there are two sides to every story. So often I spend a lot of time working with my clients to help them see two stories, at least two stories. Sometimes there are way more than that. Let me give you an example from my own life. I have a daughter who is very driven and bossy and in my face. And it's very easy for me to think there is nothing that matters to her besides her goals and what she wants done. 
it's very easy for me to think things like she's very self-centered. And the truth is, I'm not really wrong. The other truth is, she is a perfectly normal teenager. I think it's true that most teenagers see the world from their perspective, and that's completely age-appropriate, and they will grow and mature with time. So another very true story about my daughter is that she's driven. She has goals and dreams. She's going for it, and I've got a front row seat to the show. I get to be part of the action team helping to make her dreams a reality. Can you see how different those two stories are? They're both equally true. My daughter is self-centered and my daughter is driven and going places. Two stories, they both reflect thoughts about the same situation. She hasn't changed at all. But by me changing my perspective of her actions, it changes everything in the way I treat her. So many parents tell me, my kids only want me for my money. They only are interested in spending time with me when I'm spending money on them. That is kind of a painful story. Could it also be true that your kid really enjoys eating out and you're the person they enjoy eating out with? Could it also be true? They really love to go on vacation and everyone knows there's no one more fun to go on vacation with than you. Both of these scenarios demonstrate two stories for the same exact action. Same kid. Kid hasn't changed. The only thing that's changed is the story you're telling yourself about it. And the truth is, one feels a whole lot better than the other one. Another tool that I really love to utilize that helps me work smarter rather than harder and just takes a lot of the guesswork out of life is for me to just ask a straight up question. In the case of the ministering sister, now I would handle that situation by asking her on the first time I meet her, what does the perfect ministering sister look like to you? That saves me a whole lot of time and effort on things that mean nothing to her. Sometimes when I feel like there's a child that I'm just not connecting with, I'll just straight up ask them, what does the perfect mother look like to you? Or if it's with a friend, I'll ask them, what would your ideal friend do in this situation? I also let people know when I'm asking an honest question, I'm going to believe that the answer you give me is the perfect answer. So if I ask you what your ideal friend would do and you tell me she would leave you alone and let you be by yourself for a while, I'm going to believe you that you're telling you the truth and I'm going to leave you alone. Likewise, if you tell me my ideal friend would go buy gallons of ice cream and sit and eat it with me, that's what I'm going to do. Another really powerful tool is to drop this idea that it's our job to fix everybody. The truth is, how much do you seek out the company of someone who's always trying to tell you how you could do it better? I will never forget at my grandma Beth's funeral, she had six children and 25 grandchildren. And at her funeral, every one of her six kids stood up and said why they know, absolutely know to their inner core, that they were her favorite child. And at the luncheon that followed, every one of the 25 grandchildren stood up and told how they knew that they were grandma's favorite. Don't tell any of my relatives, but it was actually me who was the favorite. And the truth is, she was somebody I always loved to seek out her company. 
I would go visit her even on a busy day because she would always make time for me and she just loved me. My friends, the first great commandment is to love God and the second is like unto it, love thy neighbor as thyself. What if our only job in this life is just to love people, not to fix them, not to have them take certain actions just so that we can feel good about our lives. We can choose to feel good about our lives, about ourselves, no matter what everyone around us is doing. I promise this works, my friends. There is an inner confidence in each of us that we can uncover. And if you would like help in your life uncovering that, I promise you there is a happier way to live. And I would love nothing more than to be your life coach. To find out how to work with me, head on over to my website, www.happiness-insidejob.com to learn how to get started working with me today. I will see y'all next week.